Sun Radio. We are back. It's Brian and Company. Brian's out. And of course, I'm hanging out with you. And on the line with us is former state investigator and FBI agent Greg Dillon, the author of the book, Thin Blue Lie, an Honest Cop versus the FBI. And he is here to sort of navigate the testimony that we saw last week with Attorney General Merrick Garland of the Department of Justice. What's going on, Greg? How are you, Reese? Thanks for having me back on. Oh, man, come on. Listen, if the FBI and the DOJ is under the microscope, man, you're the guy I'm calling. (laughs) You're my my unofficial, official FBI insider. Just because, you know, just the inner workings and just the stuff that you had to to deal with. So I'm I'm hoping that the book is going well. I hope that it's selling well. and And I know you're getting ready to go on tour or at least the leave the state. You're going down to Florida soon, right? I am, yes. In a couple of, a couple of weeks, I'll be down there uh, speaking at two different events. And actually, um, I'm going to be joined by Stephen Friend, um, yeah. I just learned. Oh, so, that, that's um, going to be great. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to meeting him and, and, and sharing some experiences with him, yes. Yeah. So you, I, you and I talked yesterday, and you've been watching or watched this uh, Senate testimony of Attorney General Merrick Garland. And when we talked yesterday, you and I were both sort of laughing and yelling back at each other, oh my God, do you remember that? And it's sort of like all of this insanity. There was one piece in particular that you and I shared. And I was so excited that you, as someone who's been in the FBI, had the same reaction that I did. And that was this contrast between uh, that Eric Garland was, I mean, Merrick Garland was laying out about people who protest at abortion clinics being prosecuted and people who were, prose- I mean, who were firebombing uh, pregnancy centers. And this was the exchange between um, Ted Cruz and Merrick Garland about the people who were protesting outside of the justices' home. Did you bring even a single case? to enforce this law, or did the Department of Justice decide this law doesn't apply if it's harassing justices for an opinion we don't like? When the Dobbs uh, draft was leaked, I did something no Attorney General in the history of the Department had ever done before. For the first time in history, I ordered United States Marshals 24-7 to defend every uh, residents of every justice. Well, Garland is a judge. You're familiar with asking counsel I'm to answer an- a question. I am answering. Has the Department of Justice enforced this statute? Have you brought a single case against any of these protesters threatening the judge, justices under 18 U.S.C. Section 1507? Have you brought even one? And for those of you who are unfamiliar with 18 U.S.C. Uh, 1507, uh, in essence, it's to charge someone with trying to influence a judge, a witness, or a juror in a pending case. And in this case, it was the Dobbs decision uh, that people were protesting because, of course, it was leaked. And you said something that I was like, weird. Um, Merrick Garland kept talking about the the marshals who were guarding the uh, the justices. And you said that he should have done something else. What was it exactly that you said? What I said was all he needed to do was enforce the law that you, you, you referenced, USC 181507, uh-huh. which makes it illegal to protest or to parade um, in, in the area of a, um, a, a justice's, a federal judge, uh, magistrate, whatever, 
um, building or residence, which they clearly were doing. So yeah. you, you have an obvious criminal violation taking place in your presence. And I'm talking about those of the U.S. Marshals. Obviously, someone above them made the decision they were not to make any on-site arrests. Right. Yeah. And you said the first thing you do as a marshal is not to protect the person uh, from from the threat. You remove the threat. Absolutely. Which, and, which and, is, and Reece, I was thinking about it. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was thinking about it after after we had our conversation. And, and I thought back to, to a childhood riddle where they say, you know, a farmer has five crows on a fence. He shoots one. How many crows remain? And, you know, a kid will say four. And you say, no, the answer is none, because the other four fly off as soon as the first one gets shot. Exactly. So the analogy is you make a handful of arrests as soon as they show up, and then anyone else who shows up and realizes what's taking place decides this isn't a great idea and leaves the area. So now you don't have any threat or potential threat to the uh, Supreme Court justices because you've enforced an existing law the way you're supposed to apply it. Yeah, and another thing that Merrick Garland said during this, that part of the reason why there were no arrests in these, I, I guess, in the case of, and let me see if I can find this this audio. Yeah, here it is. I did find it. He was talking about why there were these arrests that, have, that happened at abortion clinics where there were anti-abortion protesters versus the people who were firebombing pregnancy centers, and he said this. Centers. But that is generally because they are those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time um, uh, during the daylight and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Um, the, those who are attacking the pregnancy resources centers, uh, which is a, a horrid thing to do, are doing this at night um, in the dark. We have put full resources on this. Uh, we have uh, uh, asked, uh, put uh, um, uh, rewards out for this. And I found that astonishing, as did you, and I'm so glad that you did because it, it sort of gave me a little bit of like, okay, now I'm not going nuts. And the part that, I, that was crazy about this was, okay, listen, the one thing we've always said when we watch the news is like if somebody's attacked, they usually say this person was attacked in broad daylight. And the reason why they say that is because how brazen it is to do it in broad daylight, because usually you do it under the cover of darkness. Here's Merrick Garland saying that the reason why the FBI hasn't found these fire bombers is because it usually happens at night. And that's harder. Well, and let's contrast that with, with our conversation just a few minutes ago. Yeah. The protesters were outside the justices' homes in broad daylight. Yeah. Plenty of media coverage, photographers, cameramen, journalists, reporters on site. Um, they could have arrested them right then and there, or they could have gone back and arrested them later on like they were excuse me, arresting protesters on January 6th, where six months, a year later, people were still, still being scooped up and, and prosecuted. So on its face, it's laughable uh, what his response was. But, but getting back to the fact that He's trying to use the cover of darkness as, as, as some sort of novel way to escape any uh, apprehension and prosecution. It, it, it demeans um, the, the FBI that they're somehow incompetent, that they cannot solve a crime that takes place after sunset. Uh, it, 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 it's ridiculous. I mean, just recently, I live in uh, North Haven. And North Haven has a, you know, probably a, a small police department. 
a couple of local businesses were, were burglarized in the middle of the night. Right. And um, the detectives recovered, I think it was a rubber glove or, 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 or something. DNA uh, sum, submitted analysis, and they were able to make arrests on, on, on the burglary. So I'm thinking, if the North Haven Police Department, who's competent, right. can, can process a, a burglary scene, right, and, and, and make an arrest of individuals that were involved, you have instances now where these are arsons. And, and burglaries and whatever. Yeah, it's a terrorist. Obviously, more trace evidence that's left behind, and you have more resources. You you have the the weight of the entire federal law enforcement agencies involved. ATF, I'm sorry, ATF for the arson investigation, the right. FBI for the for the vandalism and the and and somehow all of a sudden they're incapable of uh, of figuring out who these people are. Yeah, and, and that's the part that that baffles me because. Merrick Garland only has two choices on how we are to receive or perceive his testimony. It means that the FBI cannot prosecute or cannot figure out a crime in under the cover of darkness, or they're incompetent, and they're a bunch of keystone cops, and he's at the helm of that. No matter what, he doesn't make the FBI or himself look good here. And, and, and I asked you yesterday that, you know, you, you go on a couple of these blog sites with, uh, you know, former agents who talk about this. Is there a, a sense of embarrassment or just are they awestruck by this testimony or by this by, by Merrick Garland? What, like, what's the overall theme, if you will? They're, they're embarrassed and, and they're disappointed. It, it, it's a closed um, forum of uh, former agents and people, uh, agents will post articles um, that have anything to do with the FBI that's of interest. And then, of course, it generates some, some opinions from, from different um, agents. But, but the, the consensus is, from what I'm reading, is, is there be, they're shocked beyond belief that the, the attorney general w- would get up there and somehow um, make excuses that, that they're not prosecuting or, or making arrests in these cases because they happen at night. <laughs> Um, yeah, clearly, so most crimes, uh, you know, ha- tend to happen when there's not many witnesses around, which is usually in, in the middle of the night or in a remote area. And, and that doesn't, that's never stopped investigators from being able to, to successfully investigate, arrest and prosecute uh, the, the, the defendants. Oh, it's sad. Thank you, Greg, man. I appreciate the time. I know you got to go. But uh, folks out there, please pick up the book, The Thin Blue Lie, uh, An Honest Cop versus the FBI. You can even find it at The Thin Blue Lie Book or TheThinBlueLieBook.com. You can buy it there or anywhere else that they sell books. Greg Dillon, thank you, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Reese.